Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey everyone, Yas here, and I just wanted to say it's great to have you join me today because I'm sure we're going to have another fantastic episode. So whether you're here for the first time or if you're one of the repeat loyal listeners of the show, I truly appreciate you. But before we get to today's guest, I just have a small favor to ask. And that's if you could just take a brief moment to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Ensure that you share it with all your coaching friends and don't forget to get in touch, guys. Let me know your thoughts on what you think of today's episode or any of the recent episodes you've listened to. You can do this on Twitter at The Coaches Net. Once again, that's at The Coaches Net. And please make sure you do, as I'd love to hear your thoughts, guys. Anyway, on to today's show. I hope you enjoy it. Have a great day, guys. The Coaches Network. Hey guys, you're now listening to the Coaches Network podcast, a podcast aimed at anyone who's passionate about athlete, talent, and personal development. My name's Coach Yas, and I'm a UEFA A license football coach, coach developer, and content creator. I'll be sitting down with a range of guests to discuss their journeys, their life lessons, and how you can make an impact. Enjoy. Right, guys, welcome back to the Coaches Network. My name's Coach Yas, and I've got a very special guest with me today. My guest today is Thomas Roy. Morning, Tom. How are you? Good morning, yes. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm really looking forward to this conversation, actually. Um, but Tom, obviously, you know, you're not you're not from England. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the listeners from the from the podcast itself will be from England themselves. So maybe just a brief background insight around who you are and what you do. Well, first of all, <clears throat> I try to uh, to give you an idea where I live. This is. Uh, yeah, in the, let's say, almost central part of Germany. Some of you know Frankfurt, which is a former, a former capital of, of Germany in early times in the Middle Age. Um, and of course, most of you know Munich, one of the specific uh, football places in Germany. And so uh, where I live is Würzburg, which is a city with around about 300,000 inhabitants. Uh, and Würzburg is, let's say, <clears throat> on, a, on, a, on a line between Frankfurt and Munich, but one third closer to Frankfurt. So maybe now you can imagine where, where I'm sitting right now and talking to you. Amazing, amazing! A bit of a geography lesson. I love that. Um, so, Tom, just you know, what, what? Just tell us, you know, what do you do? Obviously, you know, we've met back in Munich um, earlier this year. Um, obviously, giving me a bit, bit of an insight around the fact that you work for the German Football Federation. So, I think it'd be really interesting just to get a bit more understanding of your role, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, for the German Football Federation, I'm working right now. Uh, it's it's actually the seventh year 
right now. So I started in 2016 with um, yeah, running courses, what we call uh, in earlier times, it was uh, Elite Youth License, which right now is the called E plus in the UEFA mode. Um, then uh, also the A license, which is an adult license, right be beyond the, the pro license. So that means it's for the coaches in Germany uh, in the fourth and fifth division. And right now the, the B plus license is for coaches. Um, yeah, in um, high performance youth football, let's say <clears throat> under 17 to under 13. So that's my target group. And uh, well, there was actually, let me start with the big change that happened uh, in our system. Of course, all over the world, it was a, a big, a big, uh, a big objective uh, that uh, this, this Corona thing. And so with, uh, let's say, a break of all the courses because of no possibility to get in touch directly with the people, we tried. <clears throat> Uh, we tried to um, to create some online uh, modules for the people, and well, the the idea was then with running the the, the online modules. Well, online, of course, first of all, is very it's very strange and new because there is only a very hard possibility to get in touch with the people uh, in. Um, how, do, how do you say with like body language and um, it's if you are with with many people it's pretty hard you have this this uh, these little spots on your on your monitor and and you don't you you cannot look in all the faces so it was mm -hmm. for for us it was pretty hard to get in touch with the people yeah um, but in the end, we saw a chance uh, to create new modules and um, to support for later times uh, when Corona has gone again, a possibility to support the, the courses, to extend the courses and to create uh, presence modules and online modules. So let's say it's like hybrid hybrid coaching courses or how, I don't know how you how you, how you, how you call that these, these courses right now. Yes, it'll be more of a blended learning approach. Okay, we can say blended learning as well. Yes. <clears throat> and so right now we uh, we created like around about 50 online uh, online exercises for the for the participants to support the presence modules. So you can imagine uh, before you ever have have, have run uh, a presence module, you start with a pre-phase and then you have your first presence and then you have another online phase, which is also connected to uh, to do homework with your team. Yeah, it's not not only on the pitch, but also like having having talks, having chats together. Yeah, but also like getting information uh, with uh, online seminars. So like what you do when you are doing uh, study 
when you are at university and you have online seminars. So it's actually the same. And and how, how have you found that? Because obviously, you know, th- um, you know, just in my own experience, you know, when I was coming through, obviously it was you know doing all my qualifications, and you know, there's so many questions that have come up off the back of what you said that I'm going to get to, but you know in my journey a lot of it was face to face it was that presence um that you talked mm-hmm. about you know that that opportunity opportunity to connect with the coach developers the coach tutors um and ha- have that hands-on kind of support and fundamentally that we're working in a practical world right we it, what we do is on the pitch and it's, it's in it's in the environments with the people so i think the challenge that obviously online learning has within that is, is we can have all the conversations we want but we need to put we, we still need to put to work right so I guess for me, one of the biggest challenges comes that it'll be interesting to see how this has happened in Germany as well. Over here, we've moved to a much more blended learning approach where it is an element of face to face. It is an element of, you know, being in contact with the coach developers. But there's also a large element of that, like you said, over Zoom calls, over different platforms um, where it's much more discussion based, if you like. You know what? What would you? What are your thoughts on how on how that has developed and some of the challenges that then gives us as as coaches and coach developers? Oh, it's uh, it will be a hard answer. <laughs> um, it's I think it's it's depending on the on the way you 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 teach you still teach the participants uh, in earlier times or also right now. Uh, coach developers are different, and I think uh, every coach developer has his specific way to teach the participants, or to let's let's not say to teach. It's actually to um, to give them help to become better coaches. Mm. That would be actually the the better expression for me. Yeah. Um, we are in right now. We are. I think we are moving a little a little away from the uh, being an instructor and and telling the participants what's the correct way yeah but more um to um to involve their own experience and uh, their own meanings if it was good experience then of course it's 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 okay but if it were not so good experience then Okay, what can we what what can we uh, how, how can we develop the the experience that was not perfect? So that's I think that's that's what what changed right now in in, in these times. And um, so that I think also for me as as a coach developer that that took a little more time to. Uh, Maybe to give more space to the to the participants to say, okay, I well, I have my experience as well. Also, I have my experience in teaching or in developing, but <clears throat> I try to to pick up a little more of the experience of the participants right now. Yeah, but um, do, do, do you not feel that? I mean, one of the one of the critiques that we often <clears throat> have over here is that. In attempts to, sorry, in attempts to, um, I guess, rely and maybe lean on a little bit more of the experience of the of the coaches themselves, that sometimes maybe we're missing opportunities to instruct. I think you know certainly where we're going with it. You know certainly from my experience as a as a coach on courses as a learner, 
a lot of I guess the foundations if you like of of how I coach and what I coach and what's maybe um best practice if you like was guided and steered by those that were coach developers and coach educators for me on on my journey whereas I feel like now and it's you know it's interesting to see because obviously, obviously this is all fundamentally directed by UEFA and given back to us as a framework to kind of go through and you know a big a big, big thing they're talking about now and they have been in the last couple of years is reality-based learning um do you not think we're in danger of getting to a point where we move too far away from a framework if you like I mean well I don't know if if I if I got the the, the question or or your your sentences right now uh, correctly, but what I understand is uh, it could be it could be uh, it could be dangerous to to leave the let's say the weaker the weaker participants alone and tell them okay before we going into a discussion start thinking about your training sessions or your way of coaching or whatever it's okay to 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 pick that up and and to to uh, make the participants express themselves with their experience but it's it should be an option to give also information from our experience what what was maybe for the last 25 years good and successful so maybe <clears throat> right now there is the challenge between and i think that was that was your first sentence or, or your, your question the direction um it's right right now it's more that the decision we have to make as, as the developers um does the participant need help and we we want to lift him up into our experience mm. and after that of course he can make his, his own experience and he also can decide um whether he takes the information he gets from me or not, that's no problem for me because mm. it's his team and it's his development. But I th I, in let's say 20 years ago, I didn't, I didn't, uh, um, I didn't ask myself, will this guy be successful with the content I gave him? It was clear <laughs> for me. Huh? But we also we also know that uh, it's not the the content that makes the coach successful. It's how the coach takes the content and realizes and brings it to the pitch and to the players. Mm. So the question is actually more uh, how how does he work with all the information he gets right now and all the information he got already. By, with his experience yeah and uh, i mean I, I get it and I, I completely agree with you i think it is definitely about how they take the knowledge and the experience and the insights and apply the stuff in practical application right i think the challenge from my observations has certainly been that there may be it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult one but i think maybe there's too much freedom for coaches now um now, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I agree that there, there, there is a need yeah. for it because fundamentally we need people to understand what's right for their environment. But if I think I think we're in a danger now, um, and I think this is by the sounds of it, it seems like this is a consistent thing across uh, Europe, at least, 
um, in that we're allowing the coaches to have too much of a, and I say this loosely, but have too much of a say on what's right and what's wrong. And it's how can you, how can someone lean on experience if they're not being given the opportunity to understand certain experiences? So they're only going off their own. Like if I haven't, if I haven't experienced something, then I, I, how am I going to know it, what I'm, what I don't know? Does that make sense? And at the same time, it's almost, I think one of the challenges you have in football in particular, there's no kind of universal framework, right? There's no, there's no, these are the things that we should be doing. These are the things that we, these, this is how it should look. And I think even now within this whole process where coach education has changed, one of the things that has kind of, I think, really lost its appreciation is the technical side of the game. I think it's a lot more now around developing an environment, but that's just the first stage for me, in my opinion. I think you can yeah, develop the environment, but what, what happens then? When you've now got the environment and it's a good place and it's it's a healthy environment, you have to now start coaching the players and you have to now start developing them. And it can't always be um, as they're doing with the coaches, in my opinion, letting the coaches have some freedom and then letting the players have some freedom. And then you, I think you're in danger of having a situation where it's like the blind leading the blind. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I like this expression. Um, maybe we have, there are, no, not maybe, but there are different, um, how do I say, different perspectives, circumstances, circumstances sure. you have to, you have to know. Uh, maybe one, one circumstance is, um, what's the, what's the, the entrance level of the coach? Is he already a very self-confident coach and he has made very good experience? Or is he a coach that is just starting? Mm. I mean, that's not, that's not my target group, but I, 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 I know I have experience. I, 25 years ago, I started with these kind of coaches. Yeah, it was like the papa coach and then he wanted to make a license or he started with a, with a two-day introducing course. So <clears throat> I think first we really have to know or to understand, and that's maybe the, also a different point. In my opinion, is it a coach that can handle the players and uh, the circumstances, how do you say the, the, the um, circumstances? Yeah, the circumstances of his club or of his team. Context. Yeah, of his context. Or is it a coach? That just what did I, what did I say? Does he know the circumstances, or does he not know uh, this? Well, he knows the circumstances, but right now he's he's not on the level to um, to influence the circumstances, but only himself and his team. So mm. just just uh, planning training sessions and uh, um, let's see. Uh, after the training session, of course, you you look onto the training session. How was the result? Was it effective? Was it efficient? And does it uh, need some, let's say, to make it better uh, for the next time? Or is it already a coach that is really in detail already and knows I can I can influence my not only my team but also the club? So I think this is this is. A challenge where we, what we as the coach developers, need to know about the person. Mm. 
that's actually it's a challenge but it's if you are if you are a coach it's easy to figure that out if you are an instructor it's not your job well, I mean, I think that's part of the challenge, though, isn't it? Because obviously, like I said, for me, when I when I come when I was going through my journey, um, especially initial qualifications and then eventually getting to the B license, a lot of it was very much um, instructional, as opposed to um, what people would argue as more development focused. Right? It's much more here's here's how you do it, and I think one of the challenges that I've certainly encountered now with coach development in the last few years in particular is that there's not enough of an instructional piece at the beginning of the journey so I get where you're coming from I think there is going to be people that have some experiences that they can add a value straight away because maybe they've been coached by someone who's been effective yeah. for them or they've been a player or they've been in certain environments or they've had enough experience with different coaches yeah. to the point where they're able to maybe take little bits from b different people. I think the challenge comes if, 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 you know, right now you get loads of new coaches who are maybe not had no experience coaching or have, um, haven't really played uh, the game in any, any particular way. Surely there has to be a, a, a better starting point for them where it is a bit more direction directed and a bit more instructional. And I think that's one of the challenges, right? Because as the years go on, yeah. You're also, some of those people who haven't had the instruction are now also going to become coach developers. Excuse me, did you, did you, what was that a question? No, it was just a, it was just a point more specific. No, just a point, that, okay. Yeah, yeah like, when, you know, these people are going to... Yeah, when you, you were know, talking... They, yeah. Yeah, when, when, um, sorry, when you were talking, I was, I was just thinking about the, the, how, how, how we could construct the, the perfect uh, coach world. So then I I, <laughs> I I just draw some some symbols here on my on my on my notepad yeah. paper, and I I think I think people are so different. You know, some people they know already so much, and the other people they they know a lot, but they don't know how to systemize their knowledge. So maybe, oh, not maybe. What what we, I think, I, my experience with, with people often, very often, is we turn from one side to the other opposite. So it's like when you don't know, when you don't think the correct, uh, the direction is correct, then you turn one hundred and eighty degrees. But maybe. 15 degrees would be enough to to make some more experience and to to believe in the first experience you made so i don't know if if it's correct to change from instruction to coaching maybe the perfect thing is really to 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 set free okay what do you want do you want to get instructed or do you want to get coached on which level are you right now? On which level of of your your knowledge already? On which level of your experience? Mm. I don't know if experience always is knowledge. No, but it I think comes I think with the, reflection, I think. Well, that's what I was going to say. So I think one of the challenges is when you're asking those types of questions, 
is if the if the person you're speaking to doesn't have enough experience of actually being able to reflect effectively you're never going to get a real, a real answer are you you're only going to get an answer that they believe is correct because they have only a limited experience or limited insight around their own uh, their own journey and i think for me I, and i think it's a great point that you make you know sometimes we do people do go from one end of the spectrum to the other and say no we have to move away from this completely well actually i think one of the again one of the things that i've observed especially in the coaching world is this idea that instruction is is now seen as negative and it's almost well it can't be negative because it's actually it's information right and i think it's just the challenge should more be or the focus should be not necessarily less instruction but more reflection mm -hmm. and more challenge to say whether you know if i give you an instruction now and i'm helping you understand a certain thing you have the platform to be able to say actually yes i think this is really useful but actually this doesn't this won't work in my environment right now yeah. so it's understanding not so much what's important and what's not important but actually what's relevant right now yeah. if that makes sense yeah and it's also as an as an experienced coach developer you should all you should also be able to know okay now is the point where i gonna instruct you just to make an experience and now you don't ask me why you just do it maybe that's also um, maybe it's not it's not uh, the fine a fine uh, way but it should also be a tool yes. in your coaching toolbox. Yeah, from as a coach and a coach developer, I think. And oh, I, yeah. I mean, one of the things I've always said is I don't mind when people ask the why, because I actually think for me as a coach developer and me as a coach, um, when someone asks me why, that gives me more of a platform to be able to express why this is important, not um just and, and I think over time what will happen is if if I've had enough success with the information you're giving me unless I really want to try and understand it more I'm probably going to be more likely to take your information on board because it works for me but if I ask why for me personally I'm asking why because I want to understand not necessarily but that, obviously I under, and I appreciate that's not for everyone not everyone is going to ask why some people do just want to um be told what to do and that's fine too but I think I think the skill in the art of um, effective coaching and effective coach development, if you like, is whether it's me telling you or whether it's you asking me, is helping you to understand the reasons behind what we're doing. And it's not just having the reason. I think that's one of the other dangers we've got now in that where coaches are given so much freedom, um, we tell them have a rationale have a reason why you're doing it and sometimes that rationale is not considered enough to have a point of here's the evidence which supports my rationale it's just a rationale so I could just say Tom I'm doing it this way and you say to me well why are you doing it that way oh because this is what my players want okay but based on what I think I think that's the piece that's sometimes missing for me in in modern day coaching and coach development it's just there's not enough evidence to support the decision or the application if that makes sense yeah well i think we are we are 
yeah, evidence means um, a lot of not have, uh, having a lot of numbers of experience, right? And it's not specific evidence. So as an example, I might say. You I give you an instruction and you say to me why I say, OK, because of the, this is the reason. But here, here's an here's an example of okay. the re the reason. So it's actually proof that this is an actual fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what was I was thinking about. <laughs> well, right now, uh, yeah, evidence. So when I when I say evidence, we don't have enough evidence in the effect of coaching. Then I'm I'm correct, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, when I when I started. Uh, being being a, a coach developer 25 years ago, it was actually my was actually my personal way to uh, to have a mix between instruction and asking. So, but uh, <clears throat> um, how can I can say the, the understanding of being an instructor was. For the participant was okay. Instructor, give me some information. Yeah, I want to do it like what you say. So and then it was it was normal. Eh? Then I said, okay, you got an exercise, and uh, I give you a frame as well. In this mm -hmm. frame, you have to do your exercise. So, for instance, ten people or ten players uh, have half a pitch, and the. Uh, the let me see the, the subject is um, making or, or attacking via wings. I don't know how you say yeah. wing, wing attacking. Yeah, yeah. Wing. Attacking in wide areas, yeah. Yeah, wide areas. So, and then the the participant he could ask me, yeah, okay, what do you what do you mean? Uh, should I have like uh, two on the wings or three on the wings or and then sometimes I gave him information. Sometimes I said, no, you have to decide yourself. Depending on what was my opinion about this, this, uh, this coach. Mm. And uh, well, then it was practice. And maybe the feeling of the of the participant was not very was not very well because uh, it was I, I I told him no you get no information more you have to do it by your own but in the end of course it was me to give him the the the, the, the space to get experience in mm. this specific topic mm. and in the end. Then we were talking about what happened, and we were we were picking out some um, some targets for the future, which was actually my job to find out okay where are the big gaps, and where's maybe a detail in maybe how he talks to the players or what was the size of the pitch or some rules or, or maybe some coaching which was in the session exactly the the opposite mm. so that was actually already 25 years ago uh, my job and i think right now it's a little yeah 
like what we said before already. Um, I give the framework. Mm. And I, I maybe the starting point where I ask the participant is earlier. So I don't give him more information about the framework, which I know, okay, the, the target of the uh, of the coaching session can be can be reached. So maybe today it's more open. So the target mm. also can be missed. Mm. But do, do you not think that's part of the problem, right? Because for me, I'm. I think the way to describe it for me would be we've gone away from being instructors to now becoming facilitators. So we're facilitators of learning, but I think in facilitation of learning, we've lost the we've lost the opportunity, or we've lost um, we've lost the impact of instruction because now instruction is seen as such a negative thing because it's almost well you're telling me what to do. Well, I mean maybe maybe it's a generational thing, right? I mean obviously you know you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. I mean, you, you've been doing it close to 25 years. I've only been a coach developer for the last six or seven. Um, but even in my own experiences as a coach, when I've been on courses, there has to be an element of instruction, right? Because it gives you the direction that you need to go in. And I think the, 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 the problem is if you have no foundational instructions to work from, then you, you don't really know if you're in, going in the right direction, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I, what I think. It's it depends on the target group. So if you have a, a really beginners of, well, in my opinion, they need more in. Normally, they need more instruction, more information they can they can rely on. If there's a pro professional coach. He doesn't need instruction. Then he needs a coach really to go into details and then OK. What's your? I don't know how to say you to mirror, mm. mirror somebody, and to know okay how is your body language, how is your how was your speech, how did the players react? I think that's the it's yeah a different target group. But if, so, but if we move if we move forward in time, let's just say in ten years time, some of the people that are not getting instruction now at the at the entry level, mm. they're going to be coach developers, right? Because people like you aren't going to be around forever. Well, if they, have... if they, yeah, if if they if they um, if they are able to reflect what they were doing and where they were failing, and then move on on the on the road to becoming a successful coach or coach developer, then of course. But maybe some don't have the patience to reflect again and again and again and again and. To change the, um, the how do you say the the parts, the little parts, uh, not. So let let me say the like like a picture. We said we were talking about to change from one side to the other, one hundred eighty degrees. So if if a coach or a participant doesn't get guided, and he after he failed on one side then he moves 180 degrees to the other side then he tries again mm. and he fails again 
maybe then he doesn't move again back to 180 degrees, but only to 170. Yeah. And then he tries again, he fails again. What, what does he do? He moves again to the other side, but not 170 degrees, only 160 degrees. Yeah. So if this participant has the patience and the power and, and the endurance to do this like uh, Back again and, and again and again, yeah. then he surely will find the right way. But the question is, if you are in, in uh, high performance football, do you have the time? Do you have the possibility? Do you get uh, weaker from time to time? Um, do the players uh, have their, their meaning of mm. you because you failed and you failed and you failed? Of course, you failed not that much anymore, but in the end you failed. So this is, yeah, if, if, a, if a person has this kind of endurance and uh, mentality to stand up again and again and again, of course, then that will be a good end. But yeah. if we are, if we have the, if we have an, uh, a role, if we want to have the role of a, of a supporter, then of course we wouldn't like to see the person failing and failing and failing and failing and failing again. So we would, I, th I think we would more like to support the person to maybe have only uh, two, two fails and not 15. I don't know uh, if I could. If yeah, I could no, I, I, get, I get that. I, but I, I mean, and I think I think you're spot on. I think obviously, you know, if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is that over time we're not we're not going to just let the person keep failing. We just at some point we'll have to step in and help them. I think I think my my concern is is that as we as we move forward, you know, let's just say five years time, there's not enough. There is maybe such a a big lack of direction, a big lack of guidance, and a big lack of instruction. That we're left in a point where fundamentally the the overall standard is is dropping and i think there's there's so many pros and there's so many cons i think some of the biggest positive things that have happened over the last few years in particular is that coaches are being given more freedom coaches are being given more um license to say this is how i want to do it or this is how i want to do it or whichever way they want to do it and that's fine so we see we're seeing a variety of styles in coaches we've seen a variety of um people becoming experts in different areas whether that's with young players whether that's older players whether it's high performance whether it's not um whether it's working with male players whether it's working with female players i think it's good that we're seeing all these uh i guess specialism i think the challenge we have though is i, I and this is just my observation in my opinion I think there's more emphasis being placed now on just having freedom than being effective. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there is always a result in the end, right? Yes, of course. But I mean, the result is subjective, right? So, I mean, my opinion is that I think as a collective the there's less coaching taking place 
and less uh, and less value placed on the technical aspect of the game mm. or the technical aspect of coaching and much more value now placed on maybe the psychological and the social elements which I think which which they ha- they are important but fundamentally we're still playing a game based on technique yeah based on tactical and I think if there's not enough guidance and direction I think we're I think we're in danger that Yes, the athletes might get better. They might get more resilient, potentially. I think we have to deal with the challenges that come with different generations. And, you know, some people would suggest that the generation of maybe players and coaches coming through now are maybe not as resilient and is not as mentally strong as they were maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we have to, you know, adapt to that. And that's just the way of the world. Mm-hmm. But I think where we're putting so much focus on, you know, over here in England, we have the the four corner model. We look at technical, tactical, uh, yeah. physical, yeah. psychological. So I think we're spending, in my opinion, too much focus on the psychological and social side that we're losing the other side of it. Okay. Um, well, it, yeah, that's possible. So when 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 you were when we were talking, you were talking about technical technical skills. Um, I think that's a that's a very interesting point. Is it is it possible to get, let's say, technically perfect without instructions? I don't think it is. So I think I think where I've come to in my own coaching is. So when I was coming through as a coach, they would tell us this is how the part, this is how to pass, this is how to do it or shoot or this is how to whatever now as time goes on and as as experience um develops you learn that okay there's 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 not just one way there's many ways but i guess one of the two major concerns i have is when coaches are coming into their journey now especially at entry level there isn't enough here's a way to do it there's not enough instruction to say here's a way to do it here's a starting point now, obviously, off the back of that, you can go and develop it and explore it and see what works. So, I, you know, I, and I always think about this one example when I was working with a group of players. In my head, it was it had to be this way. Mm-hmm. And then I had and, and they were all doing it in their own way, but they were still getting the outcome. So I had to have a conversation with myself where I said, well, is this a problem or is this is this is this a solution? Right. So they've come up with their own solutions. It means that I've got now I've got five or six solutions that I can learn from. Right. However. I was able to have that conversation with myself in the first place because I had a way to do it in the first place. Um, so now my kind of coaching has gone more down the route of what's universal versus that of what is individualized. So as an example, if me and you um, are passing a ball back and forth, well, we can't argue the fact that if I don't hit the ball from this side, it's not going to go to you. That's a fact, right? Now, whether I choose to use my toes, whether I use my my the side of my foot, whether I use whatever surface, but that bit is non-negotiable. Mm. It's a principle. It's it's a exactly it's a principle. It's a fact. It, can, it cannot happen. It's just physics, right? So I'm saying there's not even enough, uh, in my opinion, enough guidance or even reference to the fact that there is some things that are just have to happen. 
and it's just left too much to interpretation so that people just come up with their own ideas and to the point where actually if this bit isn't even if I don't even teach you this are you even going to think about it because I think one of the challenges that I've observed and obviously yes it depends on the level of the coach and where they're at in their in their experience in their journey but I think there is a naivety sometimes where coaches think oh the player is 13 years old so they should know how to pass the ball the player is 17 years old so they should know how to cross it in the perfect place but actually, who's taught them? If they've never been taught, and if you haven't been taught to be able to identify these things, mm. how do we get it better? Yes, I think one one uh, important point is people that come to coaching courses, they have different levels, right? And you as a coach developer, you have to know the different kinds of of uh, knowledge and experience and, and levels and you as the coach developer you have to have the competence to handle everybody individually but to have of course a common class and a common target mm. and i think that's that's also the development we have right now um an add-on is to have a, a personal coach developer not only the let's say the universal yeah. coach developer who, who has a course running a course but also like a mentor yeah also a a, a person that has competencies to develop a person individually but also not only uh how should i say not only psychologically or mentally, but also in a tactical way, in a technical way. I mean, the football technical way, tactical way, and the the physic. How do you say the the conditioning? So, and and I think that's the a challenge, a big possibility as well for for the uh, the elder elder generation of coach developers. And uh, yeah, also to to put that in relation to the uh, let's say to the to the life to the life of a coach, not only to the football circumstances or surrounding, also to the the personal surrounding of a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it's interesting. I mean. <laughs> I think one of the things that it ha again it just it just it just comes back to me again and again is that if you talk about the older generation of coach developers who've maybe got that that initial experience and they have that foundation, I guess with the foundation it's easier to understand. Okay, what what information am I going to give to this person? What information can I give to this person? But if if as a coach coming through now, we we're not going to be here forever, right? So at one point, there's going to be a new generation of coach developers. And I guess my concern is that if the new generation of coach developers now come in and they haven't had that experience and they haven't been uh, guided and instructed in that way. Does that you know, what does that mean for the future yeah, of coaching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for me. <clears throat> sometimes when I'm running a course. 
I leave the coaching role and very conscious, I say, okay, now we have to do it like that, just to give them an experience. So it's a tool of a coach also to instruct. And uh, we should decide what we do, instruction or coaching as a tool to develop uh, not only the people, but of course, the football. The way of playing and the way of the way of uh, training and in the end the most important thing is that football can be a wonderful sport it can be uh, much fun it can be a fan fanatism yeah so you have uh, you can um, you can be a fan of your team and you can uh, you can party and you can play you can be a coach but i think the most important thing is um not maybe not not only fun it's not fun is there a difference between fun and joy or passion um, maybe well i think i think that's the, I, th I think for me yes i think there is I think you can you can enjoy something and um, you can have fun. But it's, it's, I think one thing I always say is, I, if I look at it from a coaching lens as an example, I'm working with players. I don't think they always have to enjoy it to have fun. Yes, you have to. Yes, yeah, correct. I remember. It's like like when you climb up a hill. Yeah, there are some paths which are pretty steep and maybe sometimes dangerous. Mm. But in the end, when you are on the top. And have a wonderful then, view. Exactly that. Exactly. And I think that's the great way, greatest way to put it. And I think that's where I think maybe as as coach as coach development has evolved, I think maybe the focus is too much on trying to make it fun. But actually, like you said, you know, the enjoyment comes from actually overcoming certain obstacles, overcoming the fact that actually, do you know what? I don't know it all. I have to I have to go back to uh, learning I have to go back to um, trying this method or trying that method and it's not always going to work and I think that's where the for me that's where the enjoyment comes from right it's not always going to be easy and I think uh, the challenge that we have and I think this this applies to coaching as well I think I think we make there's so much focus on that psychological social part that I think we're missing out opportunities for effective development. I think we are spending too much time going from, like you said, 180, 180 degrees. We're going from one side to the other side. And I think that's probably part of the challenge. And I guess, you know, one of the things I always, and I like how you phrased it in that, instruction is also a tool. And it, it is a tool because it's useful. Of course. Um, and it, it shouldn't be viewed as a negative thing. And I think that's part of the challenge is, is getting people to understand, no, instruction is okay. Instruction is okay. And, it, it, you know, the, the, if we don't expose coaches or players to instruction as well, then when they're lost, where are they going to go for, go to for the answers? When you, sorry, it's just a, a pop-up. <laughs> go for it. Um, it's when you, when you climb up, we had the picture of climbing up a, a mountain or a hill. There are some paths which are really dangerous. So 
as a as a leader, you have to decide uh, whether you leave the you leave the participants or the group walk that path, that steep, dangerous path by themselves, and, but to be um, be safe uh, with a let's say with a with a lane, with a security lane. I don't know if, if you have if you understand what I mean. Yeah. Uh, there is a there is a lane uh, that keeps you when you fall. Is it safety net? Safety net. Yeah, so. <clears throat> so when you are five participants in a row, and you have the excuse me, uh, you have you as a coach you or or coach developer you have to decide. Um, or you have to rate the risk mm. for the for the participants. And if you say, okay, it can hurt a little bit, it's okay. So they can make the experience. If it if there is um, it's dangerous for their lives, then of course I, I won't leave this this uh, being um, uh, how do you say uh, a lot of freedom yeah. in their decisions. I would instruct them. Like, yes. No, you don't go this way. You go that way, and you are first, and you are second, and we're gonna wait until the first is yeah. on the other side. And so that I think that's my that's my job. Yeah. And so I mean, okay, being a football coach is of course not not that dangerous, but yeah, maybe if there is not the right decision and not the the right circumstances for the players. Mm. There is there is a lot of forgiven chances for the players. I, I agree, and I think I think I think for me the way I would look at that is the bit that I think and listening to what you've just said there, and, and I think this come up in my head is that I don't I don't think there's enough recognition of consequence. Yeah, right. I think, right. I, think I think there needs to be more recognition of consequence in that. We, you know, you can coach how you want to coach, but you need to understand some of the things that you're going to get and some of the things that you're going to miss out on. And I think that that's what needs to be, in my opinion, challenged more across the board, even with players. And I, I always think about it from this this example. You know, some people need to learn through doing. Some people learn through through watching. So, you know, the best example I can think of is you know, you, you go in the kitchen and you turn on the, the cooker and it's got the fire. Yeah. I learned when course. I was younger, I watched my brothers, if they touch it and they got hurt, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But in some times, in some moments, you know, in another situation, I wanted to touch the fire because I needed to experience it for myself because yeah. some yeah. of it is also understanding that yeah. what might be negative for one person might not be negative for me. And so it's, it's, it, you have to go through the experience where you can fail, you can get it wrong, but then there's that element. And like I said, it's only through being able to ask yourself those questions and self-reflect and saying, okay, well, why did that not work for me? Why did that work for me? What what made that work? And I think the, the one of the best things that, you know, I remember having a conversation with someone a few years ago, and one of the things that stuck with me through that conversation is no matter what you do, just try something new every time change something slightly so coming back to your example don't go 180 degrees yeah, yeah, just, exactly. move, just move one degree yeah. one degree at a time yeah. and then you'll realize okay well am i moving closer to left or am i moving closer to right 
and then eventually you'll find where you feel more comfortable and where you feel like you can maybe add most value or what you can gain from more is it on the right or is it on the left and I think that's something that's always stuck with me so every session I deliver or every time I deliver you know go into coach development and I'm delivering a course or a workshop I'm always going to try something slightly differently because if I don't try it I'm never going to know whether it's going to work or if it doesn't work and you know <laughs> I think that's one of the things I would say I think is there has to be a, a an appreciation for change but a recognition for consequence so if we do move too far to the left and we do go 180 degrees actually what are we missing out on but if we only move one degree what are we missing out on over here and I think it's finding the right balance and eventually being able to ask yourself the question to the point where okay when I'm working with someone like Tom I'm going to do it this way when I'm working with someone like James I'm going to do it this way when I'm working with someone like uh, Michael I'm going to do it this way because my experience tells me that Tom is coming into this at the beginning of his journey. He has no experience, so I have to give him a bit more support with instruction. With Harry, he's been coaching for five years um, and he's worked in different age groups. So I might have to now use more questions to say, OK, well, Harry, what happened here? And how did that compare to this experience? And how did that compare to that experience? Check Whereas and so I think it, you have to constantly be trying different approaches so you can understand what experience and what information might be useful for which individual you're working with. And I, I think that's coach development and coaching. Yeah. And it's also, also naturally when you when you come to different classes. Yeah, we were running one course last year, but from January on there's the next course, mm. but it's different participants. So it's a yes. different different circumstances again but there and, should uh, still be a content right there should still be a core of course of course and i think course, i think that's the course. piece there's one concept but how i transfer the concept is different or can be different let's yeah and also what you what you said when we when you were talking about thomas and james uh you can also face thomas with james with james yes. experience and and concept it's no problem as long as you know there is a frame and we are we are handling the the well the, the stuff in this frame, and we don't go out because then it yeah. will be too too much uh, experimental and, and 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 that comes back to what I was saying earlier about the evidence. Like I'm going to do it this way because I know the because I'm with this way I'm going to get this. Yeah, right. To get to the target, yeah. Exactly, but it, so it's not just me just saying, oh, I'm just going to do it for the sake of doing it. And it's There's not actually, just. Yeah, sorry. It's it's not just doing because of doing it. Exactly. It's it, it has consequences. That's what we were talking but about. But it's consequences yeah, yeah. which I'm aware of that can happen. So that's my proof. That's my evidence. Yeah, that's what we were, you were saying with watching your brother. So I, I was I was um, reminded uh, how I how I try to educate my my kids. Um, I try to give them space to make experience. Yes. So when they say they they want to have eggs or soup or whatever, I tell them, okay, go ahead, make. They say, no, I cannot do it. Why? Because I've never did it before. Okay, then you just start. You yeah. you can't do something wrong. It's no problem. Just <laughs> take a pot, take water, take whatever you need, and then try to 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 prepare yeah. something. 
that's no and, problem. And, and I think I think that's the beauty of it, right? Because you know you can give them that opportunity, and if they get it right the first time, well done. You yeah. don't need my help. But, but if you need, but, but if I recognize that it doesn't go right, or there's a problem, or whatever, now I can help you. I can. We can look at the process, and we can say, okay, so you've got the, you got, you done part one, you done part two, you've done part three. Okay, I need to help you with part four. Uh, well, that's not your decision. That's that's the decision of the person itself. Yeah. So when when my son says, oh well, I I am I am scared about uh, burning my pudding or my whatever. Please help me. Then, of course, I try to give him again. Maybe I don't help him and take him away. This his job, but I try to give him a framework where he can um, do an experiment mm. and have a good chance to be successful. That's what what's my what's my actually what, what I'm feeling to do. Yeah. So that's yeah. Sometimes it's not experience. It's also just how did you say rational thinking? Rational or? thinking, yeah. Yeah. So, and so I was very proud of my son uh, uh, yesterday. You know, uh, he prepared cookies, like Christmas cookies. I don't know if you say yeah. you have the same word, cookies like stars and bells yeah. and so whatever. What do you have on Christmas? And he was able. To do this, how do you say the the basic of of, of the cookies? How do you say yeah. the yeah, the, the basic stuff? The what? Baking. No, not the baking. The baking itself, but the the, the, oh, the mixing the ingredients. Yeah, the flour, flour and the flour, the, yeah, the eggs and stuff. milk and, and whatever. Yeah. And so, what comes out then into the pot is the dough. Call it? Stove. Dough. Dog. Ah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And now I, I remember. It was a long time ago. I, I, I was uh, speaking so much English. Dog. Yeah. And I saw him preparing this dog. And what did you do that? I even I couldn't do that. <laughs> so when he would have asked me, okay, Papa, how do I have to do a dog? I would have said, I have no idea. Please. Try it yourself or ask mama or whatever. But what I always want to to uh, uh, to uh, know them is being aware of the consequences and to take responsibility what they what they are doing. Mm. So if he that's yeah, if, let's say if he if he wants to prepare uh, X sunny side up then if it burns then he has to know okay it stinks so he has to open the windows he has to take the pan and to clean the pan and of course he has to buy uh, two more eggs <laughs> so so the consequence is clear so it's also a little challenge for him so it's not just doing because of doing it it's also okay um, there is a little consequence and if i fail the consequence it also costs me yeah. some energy or maybe some some uh, hard words from yeah. Papa or, or whatever. Yeah, 100%. And I think that just reminds me of, you know, the, the idea of holding people accountable. Yeah. Right? It's just to help. You know, I, I, sometimes I get often feedback, oh, you're too harsh with players or you're too hard with the coaches. And I'm thinking, well, no, we, we need to hold them accountable because if no one holds them accountable, there's no 
um, there's no fear of consequence. Yeah, but it I should mean, be. They should. It has to be. Not. Right? I, I mean, it's like like when we're climbing the mountain. Yeah, the, the 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 consequence to to fall down and to be dead. It's actually no consequence in football. Mm. So I think we we, are, we agree there. But the people or the participants, they should also. Well, they are aware of because they are uh, spending some money. They're spending time. They're spending energy. They're spending leaving their families alone and and whatever. So of course there are consequences. Um, but if we transfer it to the players, do the players know their consequences if they don't train hard mm. and don't reflect, okay, what's good for me, for my body, for my health? That's, yeah. Interesting point we were coming to. <laughs> no, definitely. And I think one, you know, and, and I'll finish with this. And I think one thing I always say is um, for me, the coach, the coach's job is to help the players get to a level that they've never imagined. No matter how low it or high it is, if they if they feel like, yeah, you know. They can get to here, then the coach's job is just to take them to here, mm -hmm. just take them above what they think is possible. And then a the coach developer's job, in my opinion, again, is take the coach from what they think is possible to slightly above. You have to, it's, it's just about opening their minds to different possibilities, in, in my opinion. And I think instruction is a great way to do that. Questions are a great way to do that. Peer learning is a great way to do that, whether with coaches or players, helping them understand and, and learn from each other's experiences. But I think everything coming back to that rational thinking, why are you doing it that way? What's the evidence? What are you going after? You can't just be a thought. Mm. It's got to be something that's considered. It's got to be something that's uh, not necessarily structured, but planned. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the crucial thing is reflection. Yeah. Self-consciousness and reflection. A hundred percent. And I think one yeah. of the first conversations we had was, you know, what are some of the key things that we go after when we when we're coaching coaches? And I think for me, it's the why. Why are we doing it? Why do you want to be a coach? What type of coach do you want to be? Right? Yeah, I, you know, we're I, gonna I, get into some some philosophical conversation, but I think yeah, I course. think it's a great place great place to start because if you understand why you're doing it, then I think it can help you understand what you want it to look like as a coach. Because we're all going to be, you know, whether you you could have a license, I could have a license, James down the road could have a license, but we're all going to be different coaches. Yes, we might have some commonality, but how we view coaching will be very different, and how we appreciate different aspects of coaching will be very different because of our own experiences, and more importantly, because of the reasons why we're doing it. Mm. I think I was. The why, of course, is a is a is a, a good word, but isn't isn't it what for? <laughs> now we're getting we're getting philosophical yeah. here. <laughs> no, but I, I think I think why is a good place to start. Um, it's to start right, but the target or the 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 step. Further what, is but I think even, even what for I think for for a coach on the start of their journey I think what for is probably too big a question. Okay. 
too big. I yeah, I think it's too big a question because I think what for if they haven't had enough on uh, just this is just my opinion. I think if they haven't had thought about it enough, what for will leave them in just a big big hole. I think what for can come after you've had some experience, after you've had some um, positive impact, after you've had some negative uh, experience. So for me, what for is, uh, people ask me, well, well, don't you enjoy coaching? I said, no, I love coaching. But for me, I, I, I want to add value. Football is my passion. So for me, I prefer to do coach development because I feel like I can have a bigger impact. I can work with maybe one group of players and I have 15 or 16 players. Or if I deliver a workshop or I deliver a course, I'm working with 15 or 16 coaches and they've all got 15 or 16 players. So if one of my messages land with those coaches, then that's potentially, you know, I don't know, 300 players, 400 players that maybe have got my message now. That's the way that I look at it. So it's about me adding value and having as much impact as possible. And again, helping me, I'm just, I'm a curious person. I like, I like thinking, I like asking questions. And, um, and I think something that's important that what you said, it's not for me to decide what your journey looks like, but it's for me to help you understand what's accessible for you based on my own experience and my knowledge and give you the opportunity and the option to say, actually, yeah, I want a bit of that. I want a bit of that. When you were when you were saying um, to be a coach means for you means to to lift a player to a higher level, then I think not necessarily lift the player, but open their mind to bigger bigger expectations. Because I don't think we can control whether that player or even if I'm working with a coach, whether that coach does it. But what we can do is we I, I do believe we all have the capacity to do it, is to ex expand their thinking. Mm. And you were saying, um, yeah, to lift up the, the player, then I, I thought by myself, sometimes players have a higher target than I would, than I would uh, rate what they get. Yeah. So I, uh, well, I, I, I think also... the, only the only challenge with that, but that's where accountability comes into it, right? Because if, if you've got that expectation or you think you're here, well, I need you to understand that if you think you're here and I think you're here, this is where my evidence comes back in. I don't think you're here. I think you're here because of this. So as an example, you have basic example. You have a player who's been in um, top goal scorer in one team. They score three goals every game. So everyone gives them a round of applause. But actually, when you look at it, you say, okay, you scored three goals, but you missed 15 shots. Yeah, or you play against players which are one hit. Exactly. Exactly. So you have to give them context, help them understand, okay, yeah. yeah, you have, there's been some positives. But if we look at the bigger picture, those positives, for you, they look like a nine out of 10. But mm -hmm. actually, they're probably closer to six. And it's not for me to put you down, but if I don't help you understand the reasons why you're getting that success or reasons why it looks that way, then I think I'm not doing my job. So I have to sometimes 
I have to be the bad guy sometimes. Yes. Because it's what's going to help you. Yeah. Correct. That's also a tool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, and I, and I, I, th I think that's probably one of the biggest fears for me. I don't, I don't think enough coaches are willing to be the bad guy. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's easier to be a good guy and to say, well, everything is fine and smooth and yeah. yeah. I mean, what the what the one thing that always comes back to me, sir. I mean, in martial arts, as an example, they say that if we're sparring in martial arts, if I go easy on you, I'm causing you more harm than good. <laughs> Right, because if I don't actually train with you properly, you're not going to get better. Right. So I have to be honest with you. I have to, you know, where you have a weakness, I have to expose it. Where you have a strength, I have to recognize it, and have to, I have to, you know, have to be willing to be, you know, the bad guy and put you in the situations that are going to be difficult for you. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, you're not going to get better. And I think sometimes. I think the easiest way to explain it is maybe you have to be harsh to be nice. Sometimes, Sometimes. Yes. yeah. It's, we can we can also again go back to the to the picture of of the of the mountain. Mm. If it's not um, that dangerous that you would lose your life, but maybe you can slip and you hurt your knee or whatever, it's still okay. Yes. So in, yeah, in martial arts, like it's, uh, well, I can hit you, but maybe not with full strength. But I show you, oh, I hit you. Like exactly. You feel it and it hurts as well, exactly. but not that it's not deathly or, you know, yeah. doesn't break your bones, but you have a, I don't know, a hematome, how do you say, in English, but like a, like a blue spot. When you punch, when they punch oh, you bruise. on your shoulder and a you bruise. get a blue spot that yeah. hurts. Yeah. So, of course, that's good. <laughs> How do you say it? It's hard. hard a be, bruise. A bruise. Okay. Yeah, you can get you. You know, you get bruised, but it's always going to help. It's always going to heal eventually. Yeah, we can we can transfer that picture also to to football training. When you defend and you don't defend hard and also hit sometimes your opponent. Then it's just gambling. Eh? It's not. It's not a, a yeah. training. That's why uh, in Germany the the youth teams they all all have to wear shin guards. Mm. But in the end, if my player comes to me and says, "Hey, coach, I don't want to wear shin guards," I say, "Yeah, it's okay, no problem. It's your choice. It's your choice." But I tell the other guys. You don't need to. Um, you don't need to protect. Don't need to go easy. Yeah, you don't need to protect this guy. You yeah. do your job as a defender. Yeah. And <laughs> learn the hard way. That's right. That's right. Tom, it's been a it's responsibility been a, as well. Huh? Well, that's. I think that's it. If, and I think it's just getting them to understand what's important, what's not important, and yeah, how these things exactly. will impact your ability to perform. And in the other, in the other side, you know, if I tell them no, you have to wear shin guards. It could be also a, a way, but it's not deathly. So for me, it's your free choice. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Make your experience. Yeah, of course. 100%. So actually, when you see the players in, in the Bundesliga, mm. some of them, they really have uh, shin guards like. Oh, it's like this small, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Just, What's the point? Just, just to follow the rule. Yeah. yeah. But also, when you when you see the the statistics of, of injuries, uh, uh, broken bones, I actually don't know if we have some. It's an interesting point. I've never actually thought about that. I think but it's it more just, it's more just precautionary, right? Yeah. But, but even really even hurts. even to be honest with you, even when you've got them, it, it still hurts. <laughs> yes, it, it hurts. Okay. <laughs> no, nah, it's good, Tom. It's been a it's been a great great conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Um, hope you have too. Um, what's next for Tom? What you what have you got coming up? Um. Well, I have to I have to correct some uh, or not not to correct, but I have to uh, this Monday, Tuesday, I had some examinations, so I still have to do the, the protocol. Yeah. And upload it to, to our to our database. And if I when I finish this, then it's Christmas mode. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna go to uh, to a circus, to Christmas circus. Then Sunday, of course, in Germany it's traditionally Christmas and uh, family. And then, yeah, doing some sports, try to uh, to to keep my shape or make it better. <laughs> and then in uh, second week of January, start again. Amazing uh, coach coach developer and preparing some some things for yeah for January when we start with the courses again. Awesome. Tom, I wish you all the best. Um, you know, Merry Christmas and um happy new year going into the new year. I'm sure we'll be in touch anyway, but I really appreciate your time again today. It's been really enjoyable. Yes, thank you very much. Also for you. Have a nice time. Have a nice Christmas. Even if it's not your your favorite uh, favorite uh, celebration, but at least you will have some time with your family. And uh, yeah, in Germany we say uh, slip uh, slip to the other side of or to the to, to the to the next year. How do you say well slip slip well not sleep well but slip well to the other to the next year, and then we'll we're gonna meet next year Most uh, definitely. video or maybe in person definitely I'm, I'm looking to come out again so no, i'll definitely try and make that happen tom thank you again for your time okay yes thank you well there you have it guys another episode of the coaches network podcast where our aim is to bring the world of athlete talent and personal development together to just one platform and you can help us with that mission right now by sharing this episode or any of your favorite episodes with everyone that you can think of. You can tag us in those mentions as well on Instagram at The Coaches Network or on Twitter at The Coaches Net. We look forward to hearing from you. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. And until next time, guys, take care. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.